Hello, this is Sircast with Don. I'll be talking about Psalm 2 today. This is a very interesting psalm because it's talking about the past, the present, and the future. So I will begin. In verse 1, why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? You see, we live in a world that is really crazy. But the reality is this, that people plot in vain. People think they know more than God. So we make worlds in, in our cities, counties, and countries where it's anti-biblical. And we say, we don't need to ask God or look at the Bible for answers. We have all the answers within us without God. And reality is that will never change till... Christ comes back and rules totally because man is sinful and do not want to conform to God's ways. And the reality is we need the gospel to be transformed. If we don't want to be transformed by God, then we're going to fall of sin. The kings of the earth will take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against the Lord's against the Lord and against his anointed one. Again, I, I sound like a broken record, but I will be a broken record. People want unity, and there's so much um, non-unity, non-unity, if that's the right, right word, and no one can agree on anything. But do you know what? Do you know what people can agree on? They, the hatred of Jesus and the Bible and biblical principles. Do you know why I say that? Even happened in Jesus' days. Uh, Herod and Pilate were, they had to deal with Jesus. And I'm like, man, I don't know how they do with it. And they both hated Jesus. And it, and they didn't, in a sense, they didn't want to follow him. And like, oh, I'll get rid of this guy. And they, like, at some point, they're like, man, do you know what? We hate Jesus. That's, that's, good. that's a good starting point. And I'm going to start in Luke uh, 23 to verse 5. No, 23. And then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate, who is Christ. And they began accusing him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes of Caesars and claims to be Christ a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priest, priests in the crowd, I found no basis for a charge against this man, but they insisted he serves up people in all Judea, and by his teaching, he started in Galilee and has come over all way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if this man was a Galilean. When he learned that he Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at the time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him from what he had heard about him. He hoped to see him perform some miracle. He piled him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his shoulders 
ridiculed and mocked him, dressing him in an elegant, elegant robe, then sent back to Pilate. That day, Harold and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been in enemies. So you see here uh, that the leaders were that the, back then, if you didn't know, the uh, synagogue leaders were like councilmen back then because there's like a religious system there. And you have Pilate and Herod. Oh, they're all friends. They hated Jesus. They, they, they had nothing to do with Jesus. And nothing's changed even nowadays. Nowadays, people say, who needs Jesus? Well, let's go socialist. Man marks them. Hey, man's, that's man's plan. That's not God's plan. I like that. So nothing's changed. Uh, verse 3, let us break their chains, they say, and throw off the filters. So yeah, even now, I mean, you see, make, you see laws that are anti-biblical that are being passed right and left, and people are like, oh, who cares? You know, that's, that's every, every country, even the good old Christian nations now, expose the Christian nations. But the thing is, at some point, people are going to hang themselves. Because it says right here, the, the one enthroned in heaven laughs, the Lord scoffs at them. He then rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. You see, God is enthroned. Even though man, it seems like man says, oh, I don't need God. And God, God won't judge me. God will judge you. And you might die before, you know, the rapture and the Christ comes back that was in your reign. And you know what? You're in trouble. Or... In the future, let me say this happened in the future. Um, breaking news. Um, after Christ comes back, he will reign a thousand years. And he will lock up uh, Satan. So so uh, a thousand years, Satan cannot touch anything. Right now, the reason, reason why the world's a mess sometimes is because of sin and Satan is in, in control of this world. And... For a thousand years, Christ will stop that. And people during that time will be born. And they have a choice. And after a thousand years up, this is going to happen. Revelations chapter 7 through 10. When the thousand year was over, the years are, are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to see the nations and the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. In the number, they are like sand on the shore. They march across a Breadth, breadth of the earth, surrounding the camp of God's people, the city he loves. But the fire comes down from heaven, devours them. The devil and who deceives them was thrown into the lake of fire, burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet has been thrown. They will be tormented night, day and night, forever and ever. So you see, people are gonna even during Christ's reign and crimes go down, and everyone wants a best president. Yeah, how come you have a thousand year of the best president ever, and they still want to rebuild? And God's like, "All right, boom, you're dead." <laughs> Pretty much, and it's just, a, it's just a thought. That's how God. That's how powerful God is. And people always want the best leaders. Oh, I was God's in control. No, they don't. God's in control in Revelation twenty, right there, and they still will rebel. And. You know, it's not like it's not like it's like it's a big thing. It's like a thought. And verse six, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy 
my holy hill. Um, you talk about Jerusalem and how, you know, how, you know, Christ is the king of this world and the king of Jerusalem. Verse 7, I will, he said to me, you are my son, today I've become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the end of the earth of your possessions. You will rule with them an iron sculptor and you will dash them to pieces like pottery. So, Christ is, Christ is God, came down to earth, died on a cross, rose from the dead. And if we put our faith in him, we can know him. And because he is God himself, he fulfilled the Old Testament. And we need to be humble before that and take heed of that because if we don't go on the right side with God, which when we sin, we and we're sinners and we refuse to repent, we're on the wrong side of God. And we have to be wise. And you people who are politicians out there or people in leadership or just people in general who vote, make sure you beat your biblical because of this. Therefore, you white, your kings be wise, so be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. You see, who cares what people say? What really matters is Jesus Christ. Do you fear man or do you fear God more? God can send you to hell. People can mock you, but you're not going to be accountable for God. You're accountable for Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, I have to think about this. Like, do I fear man or do I fear God? And I, I hope I, you know, push come to shove that I will follow God. Verse 12, kiss the son, lest he be angry and Least ye be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. All right, you have this dilemma right now. You you, you want to follow God, but you know you kind of going halfway. You have to go all in with Jesus Christ. Um, you can't just like say, yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of like want to like in a bad way of saying shack up with God, you know, that people want, people want not to be married, but have a marriage um, benefit. The people want all the peace and joy from God, but they don't want to commit. The reality is if you don't commit to God and repent from your sins, your sin will bring wrath upon your life. So kiss the cross of Christ, say, Lord, I'm tired of my sin. I want to know you. If you don't, bad things will happen. And it's funny how you go back to recap what I was saying. The nations will always conspire against God. And even Pilate and Pilate and Herod, they were friends after saying, hey, we like sin. Let's just party it up. Same thing happens nowadays. Even Democrats, Republicans who aren't Christians can maybe agree on any of this sometimes. Believe it or not. And, you know, Revelation 20 talks about how they, how they're the perfect government, perfect prison, and people rebel because people like sin. People want to know God. And Christ came down this world to die on the cross, rose from the dead for our sins so we can know him. And we have to really kiss the son and say, Lord, I'm tired of sin. I'll know you. I hope this helps you out. And breaking news, this will happen. I'm, I know who I know the person who knows it began the end is God, and I hope 
You fear God more than people and hate your sin and love righteousness more than sin. I hope to shout again.